Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold made by the hands of men. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but they cannot hear, noses but they cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk. Nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in them. O house of Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear Him, trust in their Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord make you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heavens and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to men. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down in silence. It is we who extol the Lord both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Well, last week I stood before you and claimed that I was about to preach the worst sermon ever, or at least the sermon that you wanted to hear the very least. And the reason why I believe that was because we just live in a me-centered culture. And any, discuss, any discussion that takes off of our own self, our own desires, and our, only, and our own rights is quickly rejected and is labeled as ignorant or unconstitutional. But this morning, I want to go to the opposite extreme. If recognizing that we aren't as important as we imagine is what we don't want to talk about, then talking about getting something better than we can imagine must be at the very top of our list. I believe this is true. And I believe that our society doesn't seem to care for our beliefs on what we think is important as far as obedience or suffering or even sacrifice but it has gladly adopted at least some form of heaven. You see, our culture will eschew the idea of hell, but it embraces the existence of heaven. And so I want to go there for just a minute, and I'm going to ask you to participate with me. So I need you to close your Bibles, remove yourself from this building, and forget everything that you have been taught about spirituality, and about the afterlife. And I want you to ask yourself, what does the world think heaven will be like based on movies and songs and media and discussions? What do you hear about heaven from people outside of this group? Help me out here. 
mostly negative? What do they talk about heaven? What do they sing about when they sing about heaven? Wings and clouds and gates. Streets of gold. What now we're we're coming back a little back here. What outside of here? What do we talk about heaven? Family reconnect. Apparently you don't listen to the songs that I used to listen to. When was the last time you turned on a, a country radio station? You know what heaven is like? Heaven is like bar stool bar stools and beer and jukeboxes. That's what heaven is like. For people outside of here, how do they imagine how good heaven must be? I think most people will tell you that heaven for them would be lounge chairs and lazy boys. If you ask the society what they think about heaven, they would say it's probably a nice beach and a good book. That's what heaven would be like. So help me out again. If you are not in the, the, this realm, what do you think heaven might be like? How, how would you imagine it? Do what? A pecan pie. Okay, pecan pie. I, I can go for that. If you'd said peach cobbler or something like that, I'd been like, no way. But pecan pie, I can go for it. What's heaven like? Where the University of Texas can, can win a game and hold a title, right? Sarah, I went there. Every game. They will win every game. Brad, what were you saying? He'll never. Yeah, I mean, that's why there was a hole in the roof in the first place. So God could watch his favorite. Oh, of course. Fishing. Heaven is going to be fishing. That's what the crystal sea is really for. So you can see down and get that big lunker of a fish. And every time you make a cast, that, that fish is going to not just nibble. It's going to bite, take the bait, and you can hook it. That's what heaven's going to be like. Growing up. I, I just, I, I was loved and was obsessed with sports. I played every sport that I could, not well. The coach didn't necessarily want me out on the field, but if it was just a pickup game, I was there. And for me growing up, I thought heaven is going to be like nonstop sports. Like I'm just going to get to play all the time. I'm, I'm never left on the sideline. I'm out there, I'm playing, I'm hitting home runs. You know, I'm, I'm breaking through the middle, all 105 pounds of me is just, just running as fast as I can to the end zone. For many people, the idea of heaven might be basketball courts and fishing ponds. There are some people who have adopted the idea of heaven that involves 70 virgins just for them. What is heaven really like? So now let me kind of change it just a little bit. And let me ask, what is the church? Now well, we're back in our purple pews. What does the church say heaven will be like? I heard just a minute ago, clouds and angels and, and pearly gates. What else? What does the church say? Singing. Singing. Okay. Listen, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but I do want to ask, how many people say singing is not my favorite thing to do? Is there anybody in here that says, okay, I, 
there are some people here that are very dishonest. And we'll talk about that on another sermon. But there's some people like, I just don't like to sing. It's not my thing. I like to sing. I'm really bad at it, except when I'm in the shower. In the shower and VBS songs, I can just rock out. Like, but any other time, I just can't do it. But I personally like singing. There are people in this room that don't like singing. And we, we have this idea... We form this idea partially based on scripture, but partially we're just trying to speculate what heaven's going to be like. And some people say heaven is going to be like we're going to sit in an auditorium and we're going to sing all day and all night every verse. Oh, we will not skip a verse. We will sing every verse all the way through, right? And then we get to the chorus and we'll sing it through really slowly. Babe, I hate to say this, but if, if they're singing in heaven, I'm going to request 728B. And I just we're, we're just going to sing that over and over again. right? What is heaven going to be like? Clouds, never-ending church services. Maybe it'll be like pearly gates, golden roads, and a crystal sea. That's biblical. But what do you think heaven will be like? Are we going to sit around and... Sing songs all day and all night. The truth is, we just don't know a lot about heaven. Now, I'm basing some of this off of a, uh, a talk uh, that I gave a few days ago while we were in um, near Weed, New Mexico, Sacramento, New Mexico. That's up in the mountains at Pine Springs. And I will say this. That place has to be closer to heaven than we are right here. Because it was beautiful up there in the mountains. Uh, I was able to go up there and spend some time with the kids. Uh, Lance and I went up there with, with Kip. Uh, we, we got there and had the world's best barbecue. If you've never been to Mad Jack's, you need to go there. It was incredible. We, we were able to eat there and then we, we went up. Uh, and, and spent some times uh, spent some time up in, in the mountains. We had a, um, a talk that night and then that next morning, Lance and Kip and I, we hiked up this, this mountain and we, we took our hammocks and we, we tied them to trees and just spent some quiet time with God. And I just thought, Heaven's got to be a little bit like this. And it wasn't just because it was quiet, although that's nice when you have three kids in the house. It wasn't just because it, it was peaceful and there was this breeze and just everything seemed so perfect. There was another reason why I really think that that, that time was a little, a little piece of heaven. And I want to talk about this. But before I do that, I want to talk about what we know about heaven. Now, in class today, we're going to unpack that a little bit more. We're going to talk about some different things that we know about heaven based on Scripture. But this morning, I just have one thing I want to talk about in regards to heaven. Now, this one thing I want to talk about is probably the most obvious, yet it's the most overlooked aspect of heaven but i want to use a verse that i don't think you would imagine has anything to do with 
uh, what heaven will be like. And it comes from Mark chapter 16, the, the, the final chapter of Mark's gospel. It's just one verse long. Mark 16, 19 says this. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. This is the ascension. Jesus was crucified. He was resurrected. He appeared to some of his followers, and then he's going to ascend to heaven. And there's a lot of reasons why this is really a big deal. And for whatever reason, we haven't really caught on that the ascension is a really big deal. But this verse says two really, really important things about heaven. Did you catch it? What does it say about heaven? I'm going to read it again. After the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. What do we know about heaven? It's where God and Jesus will be. If any part of what your heaven will be like doesn't include the presence of God, then you're not imagining heaven. That's really just hell. And we hear this all the time, and culture seems to kind of make light of this. Like, this is heaven is going to be, I'm going to be up there and I'm going to be hanging out, I'm having a great time. And other people say, well, you know, these churchgoers, they don't like to have fun. And so I tell you what, I just assume have a bar stool in hell because we'll, we'll be having fun. We'll be raising a glass in hell. And that, boy, that's just going to be great. This is what I know about heaven from Scripture. And it's all throughout. We, we started off with Psalm 115 this morning and read through. And there's a couple things that really pointed out. One, God gets all the glory. Two, whatever gods that we make, whatever we think is great and awesome, it's nothing. It's like eyes that can't see, ears that can't hear, feet but can't walk, noses but can't smell. Like that's, that's what we believe compared to who God is. He says he has prepared a place for us and it is amazing and it is out of this world. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in class. But if you want to sit here and spend all day and imagine what heaven will be like and how great it is, that's fine. That's awesome. That, if that's what helps you, that's awesome. But I just want you to know this. You're not going to get it. Because, because you cannot imagine how awesome heaven is going to be. It is going to be more than you can imagine. That's what heaven's going to be. But here's the really important thing. Heaven is where God, our creator, and Jesus, our redeemer, reside. All of you probably have some kind of hero, somebody you like or somebody you want to be like. Think about that person. Think about that person coming through Hobbs. I don't, I don't know who it might be. Imagine somebody that, that you just really admire or like, respect, want to be like, 
and you found out that they're coming through Hobbs and that they're going to be at the buffet time in about an hour. You found out that they're going to be there. Where do you think you're going to be in an hour? Buffet time. Okay, so we have to throw out class. It's after class. Class is over. I'm not trying to pull you away from this. This is not trying to uh, create any tension. You're going to be where, where they are. So I've had different heroes in my life. I've had different people I like, different people that I admire, different people that I like, the, the movies that they've acted in or books that they've read. But for me, I'm just kind of a simple person. I think most of you know this. There's, there's lots of people that I look up to, but there's one person I really want to be around. And she, she sits over there. And I think that's kind of why I'm such a homebody. I mean, I, I really liked being up in the mountains. That was, that was awesome. That was special. I love that. I, I love to, to go out and play and have fun, but, but ultimately I just, I like to be at home. I like to be wherever my wife is. She's just the way that I am. I just, I, I long to be with her. We, you know, if I have to go on some kind of trip, I am counting down the days until I get to, to come back. That's just how, how I am. I, I just love her. I want to be around her. Right, I've, and sometimes we do some things that aren't really that fun. Uh, one of the things that, that she likes to do is she likes to go on walks. Not like the romantic walk, like on the beach. We get to do that every once in a while, right? But I mean, really, the, she likes to go on walks through the neighborhood, not near a scenic. There's no sand in between your, your toes. We just go on walks, try to avoid the dogs that are barking. And, and we have these these talks sometimes they're deep and sometimes they're pretty shallow but i mean we just we just like to talk with each other and share stories and ideas and opinions and life and we just walk um it's i'm not i mean i'm not a big walker if i want to exercise i want to chase a ball or dodge a ball or something but not walking that's kind of boring but she's there and so guess what i do I go walking. I don't know if my wife, it may have happened if I was sick or something was wrong, but if my wife is going on a walk, I want to go with her. I don't like to walk, but I want to be with her. I maybe drug this point out a little far, but I just want you to know that heaven is, is going to be where God is. And I hope that doesn't bother you. And if it does, we probably should have a conversation. If any part of your idea of what heaven is like is the absence of God, then, then that, by definition, is hell. And heaven is going to be where God is. And I have lots and lots of questions and lots of conversations I want to have with God and and that's what I think heaven's going to be like. It's talking and learning and glorifying the most amazing 
awesome God. Not the gods that we make or imagine down here, but something so much better. You see, wherever God is, that's where we want to be. And that's what heaven is going to be like. And I know we all have some idea of, of what it might be like, and that's been formed somewhat by Scripture, but also somewhat by culture. Somewhat by our, our own likes and our own desires. But here's what I really know. Heaven is being with God. And that is what matters most. Several years ago, I was having a conversation with someone and, and they, they had a, a bit of a criticism towards Christians, towards believers. And they said, you know what, you Christians, all you want to do is talk about heaven. Oh, this great place where you're going to be. And he says, he says the only reason you do that it's so that you can wave the white flag and say, you know what, I don't care about this world. I don't care what I do. I have heaven in front of me, and I don't care what's around me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just kind of kind of cash it in and wait till I get my reward. Wait till I get my inheritance. I'm just gonna coast. That's what you guys do. You just you coast. You know, because you know what you're gonna get, and so you don't have to worry about doing anything here about how you should live or how you should treat people or whether you should be nice that you just you have heaven and just that's it and i said i i guess that's one way you could look at it but i don't i don't really see that at all i said here's what i know i said when i go out to run pretty slow but i always have an end in mind I've never gone on a run without thinking, here's, here's where I want to get to. And I'm thinking about that end. I am looking forward to that end. And every step I take is motivated by the fact that I have something waiting for me at the end. If at the very least it means that I don't have to run anymore. Like I am looking forward to that. When I go for a run, I'm not running. I'm not simply saying, I'm just going to go and slow as easy as I can because I don't, because I have something special at the end. That end is what motivates me. And that's how I think about my spiritual run. When I think about what God has done for me, what he has prepared for me, and how it's going to be better than I can imagine, that doesn't make me want to say, well, I want to give up and quit and just walk. I want to say, I'm going to give every single thing that I have because I'm going to get something better than I would ever possibly imagine or deserve. That's what heaven's going to be like. And here's the best part. The God who knows me and who created me, he's going to be there. And that's exactly where I want to be. I don't want to talk about heaven to say, oh, let's cash it in and let's quit. 
I want you to know that God has created something very special for you. And when you have these terrible days, when you have awful co-workers, when you have things that are just going on in your life that are just eating you up, when you're living in a culture where people are angry and they are divisive and they're always just looking to attack in a time that we're filled with so much hatred, we can say, you want to know what? I'm going to keep pushing on i'm going to keep loving and keep living and keep showing kindness and keep glorifying god because i know that god has something for me and i want you to know something god has something for you too and if you are questioning that that is the voice of Satan who's trying to tell you you don't deserve it and you haven't done enough don't leave here thinking that you're not good enough for heaven that God doesn't love you or that he can't forgive you you have got to get that out of your mind because you will never be who God intended you to be if you're always wondering if you're good enough or if you're loved. And that's what Satan wants you to hear. Let the love of God compel you to live and love and look forward to heaven where God is for eternity. And that's where I'm going to be. And I can't wait to see you there. And we can hang out with God, with or without the fishing pole. And that's where we're going to be, all because of the grace of God. This week, as you go out and you continue to do those little things, I want you to be thinking about how God can be glorified and you can look to heaven every day. May we continue to praise and point to him this morning as we stand and sing.